things might be a little rough right now, but wrestling is always here for us when we need it. I want to declare that from here on out, the 16th day of March is a national holiday. All right. If you want to know what 316 day is all about, give me a hell yeah. I said, if you want to know what 316 day is all about, give me a hell yeah. Hell yeah! What? What? Hey fam, welcome to a new episode of Stay Watching. As always, I'm your host, Larry. And I know it's been a little while since you've heard my voice. It feels like everything has gone off the rails since the last time I recorded an episode. And quite frankly, it kind of has. Um, this episode might, <laughs> might not age the best just because a lot of things are changing as I record this. A lot of things are just not what we, quite frankly, were expecting them to be uh, in the year 2020. A lot of people probably thought, hey, this is going to be a great year. I'm going to get some things turned around. Things are going to really look up. And then a pandemic happens. And, you know, it's just it's just one of those things that you cannot predict for. And has been challenging in a number of different ways, you know? So at the time that I'm recording this, pretty much everyone here in the US is social isolating and, uh, sorry, social distancing and self-isolating. Some folks who might be sick might be self-quarantining. Um, you know, we're, we're testing for this thing. We're trying to beat this thing. Um, and throughout it all, people are wherever possible trying to stay positive, trying to find some entertainment, trying to find things that kind of keep their heads, keep their minds off of kind of the terrible things that we're dealing with, um, keep them motivated, keep them happy, keep them focused. And I hope that my podcast here can be one of those things for you. So I am hoping to be recording a bit more. Obviously, because of the way things have gone the last couple of weeks, I have been a little busy with some of my work obligations and in, in getting communications out there. Um, and just with the weight of everything, it's been a little difficult to kind of dedicate myself to getting this done. Uh, but I I see the value in it, not just for you all, for, for the people who like to hear my voice and want to hear my voice, but also for myself to keep myself upbeat and positive and focused on some things that aren't work, um, you know, so that I'm still going through the process of creating. I'm still having that time to do things that I enjoy to do and, and still get to commentate on some of the things that I really find interesting. So a little bit of a background on this episode. I had planned to do a bigger episode about getting back into wrestling in the fall. I, I wanted to wait for um, All Elite Wrestling or AEW's uh, Dynamite show, which airs on Wednesday nights, to have been on TNT for a year um, so that I could really talk about, you know, kind of a year in AEW and kind of WWE competing, the things that I like about each show, the things that I 
think each show could do differently. Um, and there's just kind of like the overall like ins and outs of, of why I kind of grew up enjoying wrestling, um, why I fell out of love with it and kind of what brought me back to paying attention to it. So that episode is still going to happen. It'll still probably happen in October. Um, but I, 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 wanted to get this episode out there because one i think it is important to talk about the way that media is responding in some ways or entertainment is responding in some ways to what is going on right now um and i really feel like both aew and, and worldwide wrestling entertainment wwe have done a really good admirable job of stepping up to try to keep people entertained at a time when the live sports market is pretty much completely suspended. Um, the NBA suspended their season. MLB suspended their season indefinitely. NHL's suspended, you know, so none of those sports are happening. The NCAA canceled all of their, their tournaments for the spring. So, you know, we're not even getting college sports right now. On top of that, the way entertainment is produced has also changed somewhat. So we we see our late night shows. Some of them had kind of initially moved to, all right, let's record without an audience. And some of them just aren't happening now. You know, I think most of them at this point aren't happening. Could be wrong about that. Again, you know, I'm not a late night expert. Most of the time I go to bed by 10. So sorry if that is a little bit incorrect there. Someone correct me if I'm wrong. Um, you know, but on top of that, we have a lot of major film studios that have decided to push their their films back because they don't want to, you know, they don't want people going out to theaters. They know people aren't going out to theaters. And, you know, quite frankly, the biggest theater chains in the world have started to shut down and say, hey, until this thing is over, until we are past this thing, until we have beaten it, we're not opening our theaters back up. So you can't even go to the movies. So Mondays at the movies right now, probably not going to be coming back for a while, uh, though I will at the end of the podcast talk about some of what I am looking to do in the future to make up for some of the things that we won't be able to do. And again, like I... I, I will get into this much more in depth, but I, I do want to try to record some more. I do want to try to give you more episodes of this podcast and to talk to you all more because I need it. Some of you probably need it. And I think this is something that can help us all get through it. But we are talking about wrestling today and specifically we are talking about wrestling without a crowd. So hang on for just a minute. I'll be right back. So a couple of Fridays ago, SmackDown kicked things off. Triple H, a staple at WWE for the last three decades, opened the show with a, you know, bit of a monologue inviting us into the Performance Center, the place where WWE wrestlers train. Over the last year, Triple H has transitioned into a managerial role within WWE, taking a lot of pride in changing their developmental landscape and being one of the key figures behind NXT as we know it today. In a lot of ways, Triple H inviting us into the Performance Center was like being invited into his home. And I think that goes 
without saying the way that WWE has always talked about its fans, the WWE universe is that they are a crucial part of the fabric of WWE. I think it goes without saying that you probably can't imagine wrestling, uh, professional wrestling, WWE, and all of the moments that come with it without kind of seeing the crowd there, without hearing the crowd, the roar of the crowd, the hum of the crowd, the you just can't imagine it. And so this was such a stark difference from what you normally see. Since getting back into wrestling, though, I had really been into some of the behind the scenes stuff, and I found myself pretty familiar with the performance center space. Usually what you would see is folks training in there, people working out, people running moves and things like that, getting coaching. But this was a different look at that space. The show was bare bones. Only one of the main commentary team, Michael Cole, who had be joined throughout the night by Triple H, called a few matches and wrestlers cut promos. Promos are basically what they do when they get on the mic and try to get the crowd excited for what's going on or what's going to be coming up or, you know, when they want to call out one of their opponents. Seats lined the ring, empty, bathed in blue light, and wrestlers addressed the empty crowd as if mourning a lost friend, haunting them. It was strange and eerie, but still entertaining. You could hear the camera cues and the ring instruction from the ref. You got to see how good at promos some of the WWE's best really are. Roman Reigns did his thing. There was an amazing moment where John Cena and Bray Wyatt got into the ring and each delivered rousing promos. On Monday Night Raw, which had their full commentary team of Jerry the King Lawler, By Byron Saxton, and Tom Phillips, Edge returned and gave a standout, incredibly intense promo that reminded me of how excited I am to see him back in the WWE ring. It was kind of beautiful without the crowd. They didn't need to stop for chants or cheers. They could just do their thing. Completely uninterrupted and unobstructed, it really casts a light on the one thing I really love about WWE which is the character building and the storytelling when it's when it's done right, obviously, because they have a lot of bad character development and a lot of bad storytelling. But getting the good out of the way, one choice that was made, which I understand, but was a bit disappointed by, was the decision to replay whole matches from past pay-per-views. Sure, it's a good way to limit the amount of talent that needs to be there and lets them keep the crew to a minimum. But as someone who has been watching all of their pay-per-views, it kind of took me out of it. I didn't need to watch because I knew the results, though if there was a cool moment, I did look up. This decision caused me to fall asleep on Raw before the 316 day celebration with Stone Cold Steve Austin, a strange moment of television that ended up being weirdly comedic and something as a few users on Twitter commented was similar to something that they would have seen on the Eric Andre show. Um, I actually used a clip from this moment to help start out this episode. If you have some time, I would definitely encourage you to go watch the full video online. It is hilarious. Uh, but it's also just the strangest thing ever. One other strange choice that the WWE made, which will bring me into the experience I had with watching AEW and their approach, was the complete lack of audience. 
rather than having the folks who weren't wrestling sit in the audience cheering on the show and giving just a little bit more life to the room. They opted for it to be almost completely silent, or rather, allowed their mics to pick up the lack of crowd. Even though the Performance Center isn't technically a large venue, the decision made it feel cavernous and served as a constant reminder of how unnatural the emptiness really was. On the other hand, AEW, whether it was the plan the whole time or they were responding directly to the WWE's decisions, went in a different direction. Their show opened with an extended monologue from executive vice president and talent, the American nightmare Cody Rhodes, who is the son of the American dream, the late great Dusty Rhodes. For me, the monologue was a little weak. Um, you know, I, I will talk about this in, in that future episode that I talked about. But one of the things that I think is a challenge for AEW right now is is promos. But we'll, we'll, we'll come back to that. Um, it was a little weak, but it was a crucial bit of storytelling for their brand as it was a call to action for the elite. The promotion's main team of baby faces, baby faces within wrestling are, are heroes for the uninitiated, uh, who would be competing with the main heel team, the inner circle, who are led by the incomparable Chris Jericho. Just a little background, the elite have been divided over the last few weeks and haven't quite been acting as a team. The monologue or promo, however we want to look at it, was definitely dual purpose. On one hand, Cody was challenging his brothers in arms to regroup and work out their differences. And on the other hand, he was telling all of us that we are in this thing together. That although we may be apart physically, we need to be there for one another. Looking at responses online, a good number of people were really impressed by the intro and it seems like it did its job. Once the show started, the differences from the WWE approach to the no audience show were immediate. AEW had three members of the commentary team on the mic, Excalibur, Taz, and good old JR. Another member, Tony Schiavone, who's usually on the commentator's desk, uh, was doing their ringside interviews. And on each side of the ring, a group of heels, uh, heels, I didn't explain this before, heels are basically your bad guys. Uh, so they have a group of bad guys, and on the other side, a group of faces or good guys, watching and reacting to the matches, popping for finishers and wrestler gimmicks. They even made it a part of the story of the episode with heels betting on the outcome of matches throughout the night, arguing with each other, barking orders at those in the ring and taunting the faces competing and just observing. It felt like a normal high octane show and frankly was one of their best of the year so far. They didn't replay old matches. They introduced new wrestlers to their roster. They played promos to get us up to speed on some of those new characters and showed us promos to get big, tell us where some of our favorites are at. And they had multiple interesting storyline advancing matches that had fans on the edge of their seats, even though they weren't in the arena. For me, it just felt normal. It felt like they were saying, we know this is a shitty situation, but we're in this together and we're here for you. And ultimately, there are definitely positive and negative critiques for both shows. Hell, some of the AEW promos, like I said, are bad. Some characters don't know what to say on the mic and just aren't that interesting outside of the ring. But you have to applaud both of these promotions for doing more, much more, 
than what they had to do. With all other sports shutting down right now and indefinitely suspending their seasons, AEW and WWE stepped up to provide entertainment to all of us. In their own ways, they both put on the shows that we need right now. They distracted us from the heaviness that so many of us are feeling pressing down on us and found ways through their craft to uplift. I'd be remiss though if I didn't reflect on one strange outcome of this situation. So every year, WWE's largest event, WrestleMania, is a crowd-dazzling spectacle that fills arenas and serves as one of the biggest wrestling events here in the US. It was announced recently that this event, which more than almost any other is fueled by the reactions of the crowd, would be would not be postponed. No, 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 no. We're not going to push it back. We're not going to say, hey, let's do this later. Let's do this after this pan pandemic is gone. But instead, they said that it would go on the weekend that it was originally scheduled for with no audience and in the performance center. That space can work for Raw or SmackDown, but WrestleMania is different. It's larger than life. It's their show of shows. It's the platform that mints both the WWE's biggest new superstars and immortalizes their legends. It's their Super Bowl, and I know this situation is less than ideal, but I'm amazed they couldn't find a way to push it back and allow for it to be the spectacle it deserves to be. Now on the positive side, because I don't want to be a complete jerk about how they are trying to keep us entertained with this thing, as of right now, they've drawn it out to be a two-night show, adding multiple matches to try to keep people engaged and entertained. If it doesn't get canceled outright, which let's, let's be frank, is a complete possibility given the way that things are changing from day to day and, you know, who knows, maybe they won't be allowed to put this thing on, which might be for the best, we don't know, we remains to be seen. But I'm not going to complain about two back-to-back -back nights of wrestling to help keep my mind off of the current lives of self-isolation self and social distancing we are all living through right now. But uh, I, I hate to end on a sour note, but I kind of have to because there is just one more bit of this that is completely in infuriating to me and and maybe some of you will have no problem with this maybe some of you will love it but they also revealed that rob gronkowski gronk as as some of you love to call him the former new england patriot and perpetual frat boy will be hosting both nights of wrestlemania and quite frankly i don't know if i can fucking handle that but again, to get back to the positive aspects of this, and one of the things that I think is incredibly impressive about what's been going on here in wrestling, I think one of the things that is important to think about is how these folks, when they get in the ring, they are playing off of the crowd. The crowd helps dictate the tempo of their matches how they decide what's working, what's not working, if they need to call an audible, if they need to have a certain sequence go faster, if they need to omit a move, if they need to get something to happen sooner. So watching them, in a sense, go through what their practices generally would look like is really interesting. And it, what it does for me is it, it really helps re-solidify how great 
these entertainers really are. Um, you know, you can argue if they're athletes or not. I I think they absolutely are with what they have to put their bodies through and the amount of actual hits that these folks are taking in the ring. Like, sure, not every punch is real, but you can't necessarily fake being slammed down. Uh, your body feels that. And without the crowd, without the adrenaline that comes from that, you feel that even more. And so I, I really think that these folks deserve our applause for what they are doing and how they are finding ways to continue to do their job, even without us in the crowd cheering them on, giving them our energy. Um, so I would definitely say, if you have been watching wrestling, if you are a wrestling fan, you know, take a second out. Don't be so critical of, hey, maybe this match wasn't as good as I wanted it to be and understand like, look, this is uncharted territory for a lot of us right now. They're putting their all in there to make us entertained. They are doing something that usually they need us for. Um, and sure, it might be similar to what they did in training. So for folks that came from FCW or from NXT or developmental or wherever, or have wrestled all over the world in small venues in the indies, you know, sure, they might be used to not having the largest crowd or, you know, just practicing these things without a crowd. Um, but this is completely different. We're talking about like major television productions that are selling out arenas or at least filling arenas. And to be able to do this at this high level without the folks that usually fuel them, I just have to give it up to these performers. So um, I don't know if you feel the same way, but if you do, you know, definitely you know, give them a round of applause if you can. I don't usually ask for people to be given rounds of applause on the podcast, but I think this is definitely a point where I believe it is fully deserved. And I'm really interested to see how long they can keep going before they're told that they have to shut these down. But as long as they can keep going and keep us entertained, I'm going to keep thanking them for the service that they are providing to all of us right now. So, you know, big shout out to AEW and WWE for doing what pretty much no one else is doing right now. Um, thank you for that. And, you know, I look forward to the next show and I look forward to being able to see AEW in person this summer. Um, you know, just at the time that I'm recording this, the week that this episode is going to come out, I was supposed to go in Newark, New Jersey to see uh, AEW live at the Prudential Center. It was supposed to be blood and guts. It was going to be, you know, a big, awesome show. Uh, great matchup between the elite and the inner circle. Basically, their big, you know, again, their big hero team, their big villain team. Um, it was going to be an amazing show. Pretty much all of my friends who are into wrestling were going to be there. It was just going to be such a great night. But that show has been moved to July. Uh, I believe it's July. Um, so hopefully this whole thing has blown over by then and without too massive loss of life uh, so that we can just go and enjoy that show and kind of have that camaraderie as fans. So yeah, that's, uh, that's, those are my thoughts on wrestling without a crowd.
So, have you been watching wrestling since this whole thing popped off? Do you like the approach that these promotions have taken or do you hate it? What has stood out to you about the most recent episodes of AEW show and WWE shows? Let me know. Tell me what you think on social media. I'm at LarryTron pretty much everywhere on every platform. Or you can email me your thoughts at Larry at LM2photo.com. I have a few episodes in the works right now and will be trying to be a bit more consistent with the release of episodes, um, mostly on Mondays, but I'm also thinking about doing some additional episodes, going back and reviewing older films or sharing my thoughts on some TV shows. If you have suggestions for what I should check out or want to hear my thoughts on, definitely hit me up on social media or via email, like I told you about before. Uh, I, I really want to keep this interactive. If you have topic ideas, even if they are outside of the realm of media or entertainment, I would love to talk about a bunch of different things right now. I just have so many thoughts. So yeah, hit me up. Let me know what you want to hear me talk about. And we'll talk again soon, fam. As always, stay watching. Peace.